And we have 24 yeah. facts to go yes. with. Oh, wow. I mean, these are number these are very, six. very, like, in make key for Sutherland Impressive. <laughs> oh my goodness I wish I could that would have been hilarious just not even find A24 facts just find the TV show TV show 24 hey everyone welcome to another episode of Pointless Discourse with myself Apocalypse and Dee Payne and special guests hello special guests hello. should we introduce ourselves if you want that's up to you I don't have a fun topic like the other one we will call you Jimmy and you Theodore. I don't... You can choose which one. I, was say, I don't know who's who. <laughs> well, clearly I'm going to be Theodore. Obviously. I don't know why you would think I'd be anyone else. <laughs> That's up to you. References for people who don't cross the streams. Um, yeah, so we have John and Elizabeth. Uh, they are, like, well, definitely the handful of IRL friends I have, <laughs> but, <laughs> but also they're, they, uh, were on, well, they're still on sanity loss. The other, the call Cthulhu podcast they do with them. Um, and then they were on the, the Raven scales inquiry, uh, which was the pathfinder slash D and D campaign that ended last December. Yeah. So, uh, and they they came to watch a lighthearted movie today. I know. I was going to say, it's not really that much of a crossover. We just, you know, play scary games with you, and we came to watch intense, traumatizing movies. So, <laughs> same thing. Whoa, don't bury the lead. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe's all the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Every episode's like this, because it's A24 movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we've watched one lighthearted I guess technically two lighthearted movies, but one person was traumatized by it because she didn't want to watch that movie. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was, like, yeah. I was looking through and I'm like, which one? Oh, yeah, yeah. That comes out in, well, three weeks because if anyone's been paying attention, all the guest episodes happen in three-week increments. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one that we watched was lighthearted was just an okay movie. Hmm. Is that... The one that comes out in six weeks. <laughs> Is that the one with the uh, the one with the other guest? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we have a really good track record for this series of choosing very good movies for our guests to watch. <laughs> well, actually, um, KJ he was K to the J. Uh, he he loved Hereditary. Oh my oh, god! Nice. Yeah, that feels like something he would be into. Have agreed to that one. Wait, no, I'm thinking. <laughs> You're thinking of J2. Yeah, I'm thinking J2 of J2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird how, I know. <laughs> how small my circle so is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I forgot that you guys played a game with him in, uh, yeah. in Charity Palooza. Yeah. And so I'm like, how the heck do you guys know J2? Like, everyone <laughs> should know J2. That reminds me. I got to go talk with J2 and find out. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we do want to have him on. We just need to figure it. Did we decide the movie to ask him? No. Okay. It has to be a good one. He'll make well, it. there's only two left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so your choices are very limited. Yeah. Scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel now. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that we didn't purposely push him to the end, but or like one of the last people I asked, it was just so <laughs> hereditary was the tough one to get anybody to sign up for we had a lot of people say they didn't want to watch it yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And so when we did that, um, they're I'm like, well, here's the rest of the movies we want you on, and then that's how it just came to be. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm trying to remember. I th- I think the one that's coming on in two weeks yelled at us when they found out the movie that is coming after that one, and when we said we were trying to find someone to watch Hereditary, we apparently. They wanted all the to watch Hereditary? Hey, it's a good family movie. <laughs> so, it's about family morals. Yeah, they apparently are bigger fans of horror than we initially expected. Like, we oh, knew okay. they played horror games like Dead by Daylight and things, but yeah. I didn't know that she was, like, a huge fan of, like, the full genre. Or mm. she did the thing where, like, she streams it because she has friends that play those types of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's also, those episodes are buck wild because... She has confirmed ADD. Oh, nice. Confirmed I just, ADD. I just have the internet telling the, me. Yeah. <laughs> Dave has suspected ADD. By everyone else. I don't know. I thought it'd be funny this He's year. He's a denial. He has, he has denial I, of ADD. I, yeah. D-A-D. Whatever. <laughs> you know what? That I should make it a, a charity palooza goal that I will take the ADD test. <laughs> Oh, what? That would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> we'll see if I can actually finish it. Anyway. <laughs> um, finish the test or finish Charity Palooza? <laughs> uh, Charity Palooza is a little bit too far out to really think about. Uh-huh. But so when when I was ordering this, putting the, the movies in order, um, as we were talking a little bit, The Lobster, when I came across it, was a romantic comedy, which I think is absolutely true. Yes, I, um, I told him. We finished that movie. I'm like, Dave's going to think this movie is hilarious. <laughs> Side note, John and I, like, we've we've been friends for, for years to where the Saw movies were coming out, mm-hmm. and I got yelled at by our friends and wouldn't want to sit next to me because I couldn't take the movie yeah. seriously and would laugh through it. <laughs> Back when I used to watch movies for fun. <laughs> I it makes it sound like I'm not having fun watching these movies. I just can't watch movies anyway anymore. You need an assignment. <laughs> yeah. And I got too much happening. <laughs> but um but uh I also chose this because when this uh move when this episode releases it will be two days before Valentine's Day. So. All right. Good choice. Yeah. Did, oh, but you mm-hmm. only knew that it was like labeled as romantic comedy. Yep. Okay. I purposely did not do any extensive research on the movies I haven't watched. Yeah. I mean, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's okay. The movie you have coming out the Monday after Valentine's Day is also not a good one for the holiday <laughs> yeah. that we've already recorded. <laughs> last week's episode a yeah ghost story no no that's well yeah. i was gonna say we watch past lives yes past lives is next week hey guys now you know now, now you don't you have know. to wait to the end of the episode but <laughs> that is also terrible for valentine's day yeah so was the one before <laughs> <laughs> just because it was a bad movie theme. hey but we did find out that a ghost story if you guys really want to watch it it for some reason is back in theaters Oh. In time for Valentine's Day, yeah. What? Yeah. That's weird. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about that movie. How yeah, old is it? When did that well, movie come out? 2017? 
It is that. an older one, and but you can also watch it for free on Tubi if you want to question the quality of the movie. But uh... <laughs> you might, yeah, you might actually be able would... to hear the movie. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say re-release it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a odd one. However, there is one thing we forgot to do because we've been going through the facts, random facts about this mo- about a twenty four. Because uh, John, I don't know if you guys know. But we've been calling this series uh, 24 A24-2024 because we're watching 24 <laughs> A24 movies for the beginning of 2024. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we have 24 yeah. facts to go yes. with. Yes. Oh, wow. And you guys are you number guys are very, six. Like, in you guys should make Key for Sutherland Impressive. Proud. <laughs> oh my goodness i wish i could that would have been hilarious just not even find a24 facts just find the tv show tv show 24 24 <laughs> oh man now you're, we gotta, now you're disappointed we gotta redo the whole series you gotta consult me for ideas dave i'll be your idea <laughs> uh so the other fun thing is that this list is in like it tells a story as it goes and some of these episodes like we've recorded episodes that come out in march and so we're like well (laughs) that's that's a jump from what the last one we read so but the number six fact on here is that in 2000 wait yes in 2013 uh the company struck up a 40 million dollar deal with Directv cinema uh through which DirecTV Cinema would release A24 films 30 days before the theatrical release. Oh. I always forgot about DirecTV. I had a family friend that had DirecTV. Yeah, we never did. I always thought it was very cool when friends had it, but we never paid That was the satellite one, right? Yeah, it was satellite. I I just liked it because my friends had the Fuse channel, so I could listen to music that wasn't just uh, what was on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! When I was stuck in the hotel room for my brother's graduation, I was like, "Where isn't there channels that just are music?" (laughs) I was like, "I don't want to watch reality TV. (laughs) I want background noise without a story." Mm, I think that is kind of what reality TV is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch. They, okay, let me rephrase that. I want background music without people talking. Okay. Without yeah. <laughs> people screaming and threatening each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And eventually I put on, I think it was like house restoration stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. HGTV. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it was, I don't know what it was. It was a month ago. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, going back to that fact. Like, DirecTV, I think, is now considered the like less quality way to get television right like you get a satellite so you don't have to pay for tv so interesting that they like cut this like does that mean that at one point direct tv was like popular enough that it made sense for them to release that early my guess is the way that worked is direct tv probably approached them and said hey we'll give you a bunch of money if you release your movies on our platform yeah, because to get TV's, people to sign yeah. up, yeah, because yeah, DirecTV is just... not a like major platform currently, just because of the way streaming is. So, my right, guess is yeah, they're trying to buff up their content because they're also they're more expensive. That's been one of like people's main critiques is they're kind of overpriced for what you get, especially by nowadays kind of uh, 
Well, yeah, because you have to offerings. like contend with like weather messing up. Right. Your TV. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anything that they can get on their platform is a win for them. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> There's your fun fact. Official way in by Dave Payne. <laughs> yes. I'm not I'm not titling episodes for YouTube. Uh, <laughs> wow, did you really get distracted in the twenty seconds that I shared a thought? What? <laughs> uh-huh. Hey. You guys normally talk longer in sanity law, so I can be able to do a little bit more. See, you shouldn't admit that. You shouldn't admit that you don't pay attention to me because I can now do things that uh, will mess up your game. I'm just going to take advantage of that. You guys have been trying to mess up the game since the second chapter. I don't know that I've been intentionally trying to mess up the game. Eh, it is what it is. Um... Yeah, I can't think of anything else fun to say. But, uh, let's go... Okay, oh, I did set up the timer already. Shall we find out how people find uh, their potential mates in the future? Are you suggesting we roll dice to see who gets to kick off the discussion? Because I yeah. don't think we ever said that we watched The Lobster together. Well, we didn't technically watch it together. We watched it on our own time. But we never told the viewers or the listeners that we watched The Lobster. Hey, you people that can't read the title. (laughs) I'm talking to you, Carl. Poor Carl. Yeah, Very single bad. Uh, (laughs) Okay, am I rolling a dice? Yeah, so, yeah, you can roll the dice. Uh, We roll dice to find out who's going to give a quick synopsis of of the movie, The Lobster, that we just watched. The highest one will go, and uh, yeah. If anyone's wondering why we roll dice, it's because all of us, literally in this call, are big nerds, and we <laughs> will take any chance we can to roll dice. Yes, I um, am definitely not going. I don't think I'm going either. But if you, this movie is a bit older. Oh, no. But if you don't want spoilers, turn back now. Oh yeah, <laughs> come back later. Yes. This, yeah. When did this movie well, come this, out? Watch the movie. Think this podcast documents. isn't for you, then. <laughs> yeah, this movie came out in 2015. And by the rules that I keep forgetting uh, that we made up for rules of spoilers, uh, we're going to spoil the heck out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so go rent it from Amazon, or if you have a free way to watch it, cool. Yeah. Hey, that's enough. I rolled a three. I rolled I, an eight. I rolled a three as well. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How did I <laughs> the... roll a nine and still have to <laughs> The one person who's like, me? I don't want to. No, I, I, ha- I rolled a yeah, three. You rolled a three oh. as well. I literally was like, I cannot give a synopsis of this movie. It's too hard. It's too hard. It's not. Roll sanity. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Just go with themes. Uh, well, now I feel on the spot because I was sure that I was not going to give it. <laughs> but this I rolled a nine. For. I was like, cool. I don't have to worry about this. All right. See, you, you so. tempted fate by saying, I definitely don't want to do this. I know, I did. I did. I did. Okay. So uh, this is apparently labeled as a romantic com- comedy. I would strongly disagree. I would actually probably call it like an absurdist dystopian objection leading the witness maybe comedy (laughs) um i didn't find it particularly like funny as it was more absurd 
So synopsis, I'm just giving like basic overview, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so essentially the world um, lives in this extreme belief system that you have to have a mate. Um, and so if you ever are separated from your mate by death, your partner leaves you, something happens, then you have to go to this hotel where you have 45 days to find your partner. And if you don't find your partner after 45 days, you turn or you you get turned into an animal. How that happens is never super clarified. They talk about it. It sounds horrif- horrifying. Um, the hotel guests hunt the people who don't find mates and tranquilize them. If you tranquilize a hunted, you get an extra day. You can see how that goes. Once you find a partner, you have like what? What did it end up being? Like six weeks, four weeks of like progressive, like relationship uh, building or something to I make sure that it's, it's like perfect. It's two in have, a hotel and two on a yacht. On a yacht, yeah. yeah. And then if you pass the test, you move into the city. Yeah. Then you right. can go back, yeah. And if you argue a bunch, you get a kid. Yeah. <laughs> right, kids because make kids better. make things better. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and then, so that's kind of like the one part of the world. And then we are introduced in the second half of the movie to the other extreme, which is like, I called them the loner cult. They don't have a name. Um, They're called the loners. Yeah, they call themselves the loners. Do they call themselves the loners? Yeah. Okay. I was um, often uncertain of people's names in general. Like, I personally still don't know what the main character's name was. But David. David? Cool. Mm-hmm. I missed it and never wrote it down. Um, it, they don't say it a lot. Yeah. yeah I didn't think so. It well, said even in the most, credits, like, they describe, like, the people are accredited, like, who they were. Like, as opposed to, like, a character name. So I mm-hmm. caught that at the end. As a oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't see yeah. that. We can get into that in the sick. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's we, the, the other extreme, the loners, they go literally to the other absurdist extreme where they're essentially like, you know, like they horrific, horrifically punish people for any sort of like togetherness um, or partnership or love. And they live in the woods around the hotel, essentially. Um, people who escape from the hotel then go to the loner uh, cult or society. Um, and the movie follows David and his journey to find a partner, meet the loner cult, um, as you can imagine, fall in love, maybe. Love is weird in this movie. Um, and then it just kind of ends, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about the weird ending uh, or the unsatisfying ending. Um, okay, did I miss any big points? Well, except for leading everyone into one form of belief of the movie. No, nah, he didn't. Hey, you <laughs> asked me to give a synopsis. That's my synopsis. No, synopsis. the dice gave you, told you to do well, it. <laughs> so uh, I laughed a lot through the movie. I can understand why you wouldn't. But <laughs> I, I think I have the exact biases that the writer of this movie has. So like when they did the thing like if you guys argue we give you a kid i was like that is so funny because every adult couple that i know right now should never have had kids <laughs> yeah like, yeah 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 oh i'm gonna start the timer yeah because i <laughs> i have a friend who is like yeah i know someone who got a new puppy i was like oh isn't that the person with two kids she's like yeah i was like isn't that the person that quit couples therapy because it was too hard and she's like yeah oh. i was like so watching the lobster having that discussion i was like yeah it's real <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think they did a really good job of 
pulling on those like utterly absurd, relatable experiences, you know, like I think even to the level of the only way they described love, whether they were in the hotel or in the woods was to find like a physical characteristic that that was relatable, right? Like we well, apparently can only be together if we both have nosebleeds. We can only be together if we're both short, short, short sighted. And I think like even that plays out in the way that we do relationships in terms of like trying to like compatibility, right? Like compatibility is such a thing that's talked about probably to like at times a toxic level. Um, well, that's so I kind like, of like, yeah, I think the movie was taking that. And so saying like, these are like kind of, like you could see common elements of modern relationships. And then if you blow those out to the extremes, that's kind of what this movie played out. So like kind of simple elements of like looking for something you have in common with somebody else became the, you know, the basically the gateway to actually entering into a relationship with somebody in the movie. And then it, it was, you know, there was no actual relational, emotional connection to anybody. It was all very, you know, rigorous, uh, very strict, black and white, you know, very performative. Um, you know, there wasn't really any level of emotional connection. So it kind of stripped that out of it, left, you know, took what was left as far as like the way we look at relationships and then blew them out to opposite ends of, you know, the same extreme, which like, or as we were talking about uh, during the movie, it's kind of the same, or two sides of the same coin. You know, it was very opposite spectrums, but like once you get far enough to the extreme, you almost kind of come back around and become more similar than not. So, um, yeah, yeah. Like the no, hotel, the hotel or the, the broader cultural perspective and the loners, essentially ended up in the same position in terms of like rigid uh harmful rules despite the fact that they were on opposite sides of the belief spectrum and mm -hmm. yeah. the thing that cracked me up was when he was giving all his information and really like, <laughs> you can either be homosexual or heterosexual i know i love that they <laughs> were like it was too hard it was too hard to figure out bisexuality For here <laughs> we're yeah. not doing that but well, I was like, I, watching that, I'm like, this is like setting up a dating profile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and even that whole scene, like when they're intaking him, I thought was like they, they did kind of a good job of like dehumanizing everybody where you had everybody like sitting in their underwear, like nobody seemed particularly uncomfortable. It was more, they seemed more just kind of like put out or, you know, waiting to see what happens next. But it was just like this feeling of, you know, thinking about a movie where you may eventually become an animal. Like it was kind of a very dehumanizing beginning to kind of that progression. Yeah. But it's, it, also talking about the like the homosexual heterosexual choice. It's interesting that then once he chose heterosexual and moved into like the house, it seemed like the whole hotel was built that way. So I don't know if they had a section, a different section entirely for, you know, homosexuals. And it was also interesting that, like, there didn't seem to be, you know, uh, 
a negative impact on what you chose. You just had to have a mate. That was the, you know, the driving mm -hmm. force. So sexual preference didn't seem to have a stigma around it or an, a negative stigma. It was more being alone was the negative stigma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that makes sense with the whole them joke, like the joke about it being a logistical nightmare if they're bisexual, because if you like sign up for one of them, they're like, okay, it's exactly even. So there's guaranteed pairs. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you have people with a more fluid um, preference, it could end up with like uh, two people you didn't expect. And then it's like the numbers don't add up in the way that you can keep things even, especially mm -hmm. with like even just. I don't think they were thinking of this when they wrote the movie, but at the when you think of sexual preference, people can be bisexual but prefer like he kind of says it. He's like, I prefer women, mm -hmm. but like men aren't a bad option. But I think yeah. I prefer women. Yeah, like right. logistically for them to keep that even, they'd be like, I I have no clue. Right, <laughs> right. And in this world that's very black and white, and all the numbers have to order up, like there's there's mm -hmm. no room for that kind of you know variance. Speaking about variants, every time John C. Riley shows up in this movie, like, <laughs> takes me out of the I know. movie. It really entirely. was such an odd cast. I mean, he did a great job, but like, there was yeah. no one else in this movie that was like recognized. Well, no, no, no. The um, hotel matron, um, I recognized her. The hotel manager, okay, I recognized her. But like, he was the most recognizable actor, and I feel like it worked in the movie's favor that no one was recognizable. So I It's kind of funny because the main actor is, I don't know, I recognize the oh, main yeah. actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's fine. I mean, unrecognizable okay. to me, yeah. I guess they did do, he does gain a bit of weight for this role compared to his uh -huh. usual famous roles, and he has a really thick mustache, so I can what see that. What else does he play in? Colin Farrell, he's done like he's done a bunch of like oh. action movies, like yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. in kind of very outside. I think what you would normally see him in. That's true. He does look a lot different. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think I was like super putting those pieces together. Yeah, he's one of those like eight pack actors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he no, he's like loved up like a Batman. <laughs> the Lego Batman movie. I got mm. nine and a half abs. Where's the half? <laughs> right here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. And it, it was funny because it, it was like John C. Riley being John C. Riley, but it like, yeah. it fit in the like you know kind of going back to this sort of like almost absurdist vibe. Like he worked in that like just kind of weird, awkward social vibe that everybody has when they interact i think so, he was sorry no go ahead i was gonna say i almost feel like he was one of the more authentic characters mm. like he actually like had some genuine emotion um where most people very clearly were like emotionally stunted and i think like he brought or it felt to me like he brought some actual humanity to it um where no one, there were a few, there were glimpses of humanity in the people like the maid who helped David like escape, like she had some humanity, but like there was a, like everyone was just very like disconnected from what we experience as like regular human experience. And I feel like out of everyone, he was the least rigid. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think well, that was, like, the, necessary. He's the only one we saw punished for breaking the rules as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> and punished for for having compassion while hunting. <laughs> no, that's not why he was punished. He was punished for I I know why he was punished. I'm talking about later when he gets stabbed in the leg. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, like well, when yeah. he shows weakness, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Okay," and then he gets stabbed in the leg. I I know the first time he gets punished. <laughs> and it's like Oh, no. Also, his discussion of it was so funny, where he's just like, they're like, what were you looking at? He's like, a naked lady on a horse. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it's like even extra awkward, because it's like they're having this conversation, and isn't it spliced in where they're just the maids just like comes in? It's like, okay, David, you know what uh-huh. time it is. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, too bad. It's to help. You motivate you yeah air quotes uh-huh. <laughs> so uncomfortable yeah. so uncomfortable it was just like three two one okay. well and then when uh when she <laughs> leaves and he's like oh can you just stay a little longer and she like walks out and he's like well that's just mean yeah. <laughs> that was probably the funniest part i thought that was genuinely commute. yeah <laughs> um yeah, so essentially, just to give some context, there is absolutely no sexual anything allowed unless it's with another person. Until so, you, until yeah, you get to the, the second, the butter biscuits second, lady. Yes. Oh the my god, <laughs> that's who. Lady. That's what I wanted to talk about next. <laughs> and the butter biscuits lady. I feel like this movie does need a little bit of like a content warning for both like suicidal stuff as well as like animal cruelty. Which I don't know if we're getting there, but like, holy moly, that was rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, butter biscuits lady, that was rough. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the whole scene where they're like, I'm pretty sure all of us have had that awkward conversation while he's like, <laughs> he looked outside the window and didn't want to talk to her, but the person he didn't want to talk to the most, and then she says, "I have some biscuits." Or he's like, "I tried calling you, and you must have fell asleep, or like or so- she says yeah. something." Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it's like cause when we find out the narration is his telling that is written in a journal by yeah. the woman he meets later. And it's just the narrator repeats exactly what she said. <laughs> and it's just like, I thought, it's like, sorry, dogs are not allowed outside. And he's like, and I was, he was proud of himself for that excuse because it felt like that would end the conversation. <laughs> and then she keeps talking and he's just like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Hop. I was just going to say, I think it's funny. So, like, like you mentioned, John C. Riley is, like, kind of, like, the human character in this. She's kind of, like, the desperation. Kind of, like, Mm -hmm. how we brought up that it's everything blown up to a proportion that's, like, it seems so absurd. But if you really look at the theme of it, you're like, oh, I've met people with these tendencies. Like, little bits. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's definitely desperation where she's just like, here are my offers. I will do literally anything for you if you were just look me in the eye. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, I guess I'll give these to my dog. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and that's when she's like, hey, if I don't find someone in, like, three days, I'm, I'm jumping out of the window. I live on the first floor, so it's this. So I'll probably go and like talks through the whole thing, and he's just like looking out the window. It's like, oh my gosh, is he gonna stop talking? And this whole conversation <laughs> that they're having is on the way to them hunting human Hunt- people to be turned mm-hmm. into animals. So like even just like the absurdity of like the just the context of it, right? Like they're in this bus mm-hmm. on the way to hunt humans with tranquilizer guns. Yeah, while yeah. she's like talking about. Well, she's like equally trying to like 
throw herself at him and then in the same breath like talk about killing herself because if she can't find someone she's she doesn't want to be turned into an like there's so there's so much there and what's what's kind of interesting if you like it's not super obvious but the cold-hearted woman is sitting behind them and she's very much paying attention to david kind of be you know disregard this woman's like vulnerability and weakness and like you see her paying attention to him and like kind of watching him and like in a very like kind of intent and like interested way um which i thought was kind of interesting that you know he tries to play up those you know not caring or like kind of sociopathic emotions later on but i think to a degree he does have those you know well in their first like genuine encounter genuine between david and the cold-hearted woman is after butter biscuits lady she tries jumps to kill herself yeah out of yeah. her first floor window room and like seriously injures herself i thought that whole scene was buck wild because <laughs> he's like i'm going nauseating. i'm gonna go hunt somebody bring it to her and say we're mad like all this stuff and then he just has look his playbook over. in his whole head uh, yeah and then does the playbook but instead of bringing a body it's just they're both looking at the butter biscuit lady screaming in yeah. the background and he's like I want to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I have my priorities and yeah. I hope that our priorities align. So like, if I keep talking, maybe you'll agree that our priorities are the same mm-hmm. as this lady is <laughs> screaming. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job. I'll say a good job of like <laughs> making that probably pretty authentic of like what it would sound like if someone was like <laughs> deeply Basically shattered all yeah. of their bones but did yeah. not kill themselves and it was like it was such a like disconcerting like nauseating this is why i don't like these movies because like i feel these things so deeply like nauseating juxtaposition of like these two people having this like calm like so the, to set the scene right she's like sitting at this table and there's this beautiful view behind her of the whatever lake or the they're on some body of water and like she's reading a book and he's it's like this beautiful serene landscape and then you just the only thing you hear there's no music nothing it's just this woman screaming and they're just having this like it's the backtrack to their conversation conversation And it's not even like screaming, it's like uncomfortable, like, like moaning. crying, whimpering of somebody yeah. who is in significant pain. And yeah. so it's just, it's like unsettling. Like you it's feel very uncomfortable. Unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. I, the one thing I want to see the scene of so there's, there's a, a guy who has a limp, a woman who has a nosebleed. The guy who has a limp fakes that he has a nosebleed so that way. He, it's like, hey, here's... smacking his head on things, FYI. <laughs> yes. It's not yes. just like he literally hits his face on things to make his nose Hard bleed. Enough, yeah. Yes. Or, yeah. But or he, like... he figures out a trick later that the guy calls out. Yeah. It just yeah. took a while for him to get there. Or... Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, but like while watching this, uh, we see them and are like, we are now becoming a couple because we have bonded over our nosebleeds. And it's like we're compatible because our nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. And then it's just that's it. Yeah. I want to see the speech of the cold-hearted lady and David of what they said. I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what was the thing? Yep. We both like watching people die. <laughs> yeah, and then the thing to point out, the cold-hearted lady, 
she has the record for most people hunted. Yes. So your your stay is supposed to be 45 days, take it or leave it, or you get turned into an animal. She has, what, by the... Like 100 or 158. Or yeah, 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 something like that. Because mm-hmm. after one of the hunts, they're like, she caught four people in this one hunt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and everybody else is like, Butter Biscuits didn't catch anybody. The main character didn't catch anybody. Like, it's yeah. it's clearly difficult, and she's out here because she keeps people. taking all the easy kills. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if easy because she was very violent. She I was know. so violent. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought it was interesting that she was even so. To be honest, when I first like met her, and you know, they once you figured out because it wasn't clear at first that like the more kill or the more hunted you caught, the more days you got. I I kind of assumed that was the case, but it, they didn't define that until later it's it's mentioned and like it's they, implied like, really in the beginning briefly, yeah mm-hmm. yeah some of these things are not super like over until later, later. in the movie anyway mm-hmm. i kind of assumed that she didn't buy in to the like partner thing and that's why like essentially she was just like keeping herself alive in the hotel by hunting people so the fact that she was like I said to John, like, she was a true believer, right? Because, like, um, like the, the guy who gave himself nosebleeds, I don't think he's, like, a true believer necessarily in, like... The system. The system of, like, finding your partner and being truthful because he was willing to, like, lie about his condition. But the cold-hearted woman, she's the one she ended up killing the main character's dog, who, FYI, is the main character's brother... Um, essentially to test the main character, David, and see if he's just as, like, cold-hearted as she is. And as soon as she realized that he wasn't, she was going to turn him in. And it really Mm -hmm. kind of caught me off guard that she was such a true believer of the system that, like, she was not going to live her life with a liar. Like, she was not going to stay with someone, even if it meant her survival, if it meant that she was staying with someone who wasn't her whatever. Well, she's a Sith. She deals in absolutes. (laughs) (laughs) It was just really interesting to me. I did not expect her to be someone who, like, bought into the belief system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is funny to see that they... One, the propaganda that they proposed that partnership is so important was very funny to me. The whole little <laughs> blurbs of like, man eats alone, man I know. dies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. I know. Woman and walks then... alone and she's immediately assaulted. Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks like um, one of those floppy. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. It's from Viacar here. <laughs> and, and then, then I wrote like, like the weirdest looking dude to like. No effort. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was waiting for the skit, uh, woman with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's but like, yeah. Help. But not for me. (laughs) (laughs) So then they have like that propaganda and that it's weird to see like for us as viewers to be like, no one could buy into this. And then you have that woman who buys into it. And then when you get to the kind of like not quite the finale of the movie, but to see that the people feeding the propaganda don't believe it themselves, where they put Mm -hmm. it up to um, uh, the loners coming and they're like, prove that you love each other. And he's like, I'll kill her. 
I'll yeah. do it. <laughs> like yeah, I have right. no personal connection to her. Right. And it and she's sitting there like we run a love hotel. Right. He's like, yeah, you do that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sit well, in and the they house. asked him. They were like, on a scale of one to fifteen, how much do you love her? And he says fourteen. And then and then they're essentially like, well, which one of you can live alone? And he's like, I can, I can live by myself. <laughs> and and she's like, okay, well then kill her. And he like he went to sh- the gun wasn't loaded, mm. but like he would have killed her. Yeah, I thought I that we should talk about. I thought that whole concept was super interesting of yeah. like they mm-hmm. built it up like they were going to go and massacre everybody in the hotel. Yeah. And then come to find out they're actually just trying to ruin these like fake relationships, which yeah. is, I can get behind. Yeah, I mean, it's a much more effective long term strategy. Activity, yeah. You know, based on the way the world works. Uh, I just wanted like to know fun. what came afterwards. Like, I, I get there was a lot of like not showing everything, right? So I understand that was part mm-hmm. of the movie. But like as a viewer, I totally wanted to know like what was the impact of that infiltration. Well, I find it interesting that we see all this, like the all of these relationships being built up off of just one random thing that right. they have together. Yeah, and then we go see how extreme the loners are. Of like, you can't even look at a person for longer than thirty seconds without <laughs> getting punished. Um, to yeah. the point where that's where David and the short-sighted woman meet and have a genuine connection. But mm-hmm. is it? Is it though? Because I think so. Like it. It's the, more genuine than the others, but at, compared to everything else, yeah. But, yeah. but go ahead. in terms of like genuine connection, it's still not. It's still only based on the fact that they share a physical condition, and that's the whole conflict. Because the short-sighted woman is eventually blinded by the leader of the loners, because the leader, you know, figures out mm-hmm. that they're in love, and so essentially like punishes her by blinding her. And it shakes their relationship. Like it really does. They, and we don't actually get to know if it survives because at the very end of the movie, he has to make the choice or he's making the choice of whether he's going to blind himself or not. So their whole romance is still based on a shared physical condition, which is not true connection. It's just not. All right. Well, I guess I looked at it slightly different where. I was looking at the lens where he knew they couldn't be in that society if they didn't have that one thing that they're like, oh, we're together because we're blind. And so it was like, because if that was the case of, okay, she's blind, I'm short-sighted, it's never going to work, then why would they even escape? Why would he go through all the trouble to to do everything to get into a city where they could hide away mm-hmm. and to where he comes up with the plan of, of blinding himself because he's like, cause it's, they have people coming up. Like if you are alone for too long or don't have the right compatibility, they have relationship cops that yeah. are just like, show me your papers. And it's, uh, I don't know. That's kind of how I was, I was looking at it. I don't know. It's yeah. It, it, I could yeah. see, I could I, see both arguments and i can see the the side where it feels like even if it's not like genuine connection in the way that we see it and like how we understand nuance as people Mm -hmm. it is you know a step above because of him having his little moments of like 
he's trying to figure out how to be with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very uh, creatively named uh, Touch Think Win game. I know, that was so cute. <laughs> yeah. But it does seem like he was uncomfortable but still trying to like be something with her even though he was like this feels wrong to me but like i like what we were before but i don't know how to be that and then she's like please can we keep like the i guess in terms like can we keep up the charade can we keep playing the games can we keep doing this and he's like i don't know like and again with things blown up to proportion it is in a way where it's like oh you learn something about someone and you don't know what to do with it and it's like He's grappling with, like, what do I do with a change? Because, mm-hmm. like D-Pain D- was saying, in this society, it's all, like, you have a shared feature. Perfect. You can get married. We'll assign you children. You'll live happily ever after in this weird house. Like, the <laughs> loner's parents clearly both loved guitar in a very uncomfortable way. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then they were definitely the couple that had the awkward PDA. Like, I, that was uh, so, personal display of affection. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like... Uh, time, you guys are just trying to get caught, aren't you? I was going to say, <laughs> well, and even their like secret <laughs> language, I just kept saying to John, I was like, this is not, this is not <laughs> hidden. It's not. When not you're really like, four squats, spin around. Down, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not. While you stare at each other see. intently and directly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was just hilarious because then it shows like people with headphones on just. Just like zoned out or people just, just sitting there doing whatever. Yeah, they were doing it like three feet from the cult leader or the loner's leader. And uh, <laughs> nope, that's not it. That's very inconspicuous. Yeah, I yeah. Also, also thought it was funny how David got jealous and he's like, let me see your eyes. <laughs> let me see. You have contacts. That was yeah. so weird. I know. I, know. Yeah, like, I couldn't figure oh, out I'm, if I'm she was intentionally doing that to like elicit jealousy or if it was just a like happenstance scenario. And it also I, kind of leads to, Elizabeth and I were kind of talking about this too, like in the group of the loners, like you would see them, there was like this rigid, like, we do not help each other. You know, like the example of the guy that got caught in the bear trap. She essentially said, like, you have to get yourself out, and if you die, you die. That's that's on you. But then, like, we see examples of, like, you know, people asking for rabbits or, like, you know, hunting food for them. And so, like, this kind of weird, like, I don't know if it was just because like the leader couldn't see them do it or but like this this I or if it was just like kind of maybe a plot hole just to like advance their relationship but there was like these cracks where like you would see them kind of helping each other and working together and so wondering if that was like intentional or just more of a like a convenient plot device well and I think also oh sorry go ahead Oh, I was just gonna say, I saw, like, those little, like, cracks in, like, things, like, kind of the, uh, kind of like a discussion of how as much as people want to control what humanity should and shouldn't mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. it still sneaks in. Because even in the hotel, you have those moments where the guys are together and they're like, we're in the system, we have to find a partner, it's fine. But then the boys start fighting, like, grade schoolers because they're like you talk to the girl you're better friends with him than i am yeah yeah. and it's like as much as you want to tell people this is how life is there's still the little like people can't help it yeah that scene was also funny as the guy's like hey it's your turn to shoot the gun oh okay yeah, I know. <laughs> <all> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that was like a theme that like humanity came through, but in a very like wonky way. Like the way that it struck me each time was they did, a, I felt a really good job of still like stunting the humanity that did shine through. Like everything that came through was still not normal. Like it was still in some ways like absurd because of the system that they lived in, you know? So like even David like wrestling with how do I be with this woman? There is st- like the, the thought- well, even, Like they're getting together, like they both made the comment of like, they were short-sighted and that right. like initiated kind of their attraction. So like they're trying to break out of the system, but in a way like, if this is all you know, then that's what you operate in. Yeah. So there's almost like a human impulse there for something different, but there were, there weren't any, like there wasn't a tool set or a, uh, like an understanding of how to do it differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think what was really fascinating about the end of the movie where like, you don't know if he ends up blinding himself or not, like two things that I feel like really, were displayed about David, at least what I picked up is like his self-preservation and then his kind of like ingrained learning of the system and the propaganda, right? Like you see his self-preservation in like changing for the cold-hearted woman. And then you see his like kind of ingrained learning of the propaganda system in his belief that he has to blind himself to be with her. And suddenly he's at a place where like one of those has to win out, right? Like stabbing your eyes out is is like going against self-preservation, but it stands up, like it holds up the system that you've grown up under. But if he were to listen to the self-preservation side and not do that, then he would be in conflict with this system and he doesn't know necessarily how to do that and i feel like the ending really like highlighted like these are the two things that we know about this character is that he will do anything to preserve himself and he does kind of believe in this system Mm -hmm. and the timer went off so (laughs) we like uh <laughs> Maybe my opinion of the perfect wrap up. I'm sure people have very different opinions about that because the end yeah. was wild. But you did say you had a question, so I guess before we uh, oh, yeah. fully uh, get they, towards the end, there was one thing I just wanted to mention before because you were ta- saying how they talked and stuff. It was making me laugh how it felt like they were just listing off, like reciting wiki facts as mm. they would talk. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like. Uh, well, that was, was like, like the, do you play piano? Do, do you, you speak p- German? Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were trying like to the, find another thing. The scene yeah. on well, the... No, not just at the end. Like, the whole, the whole movie, whenever mm. they would try to find, like, oh, a yeah, thing. Yeah. The, the German one's funny. He's like, do you speak German? No. Uh, I could teach you, but it would take about a year. German's the hardest language to learn. <laughs> and it's just like, he goes on for, like, yeah. a minute more. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, buddy, you can, you can, you can stop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, yeah. even when they're on the raid, when they're raiding the hotel, when David goes on to the boat, we see, the, like, that family unit essentially sitting around the table sharing Wikipedia facts. Like, yeah. they're not having actual, like, family relational communication. Like, they're just, it's him spewing facts to them. Yeah. And that's, like... That's they're... the only way they know how to connect. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I totally missed this. I was looking at quotes for the lobster. I didn't realize the loner leaders. Like, I remember saying, we dance alone. But I totally missed, that's why we only play electronic music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> the so silent funny. disco. Yeah. I'm just so scrolling funny. through to see if there's anything. And the uh, dance scene, the alone dance scene was wild. Like, mm-hmm. the maid was so happy to not work for the hotel anymore. I know, and not have to be with the dentist who she murdered. Yeah. And I love how she's trying to explain this story because she's like, I can finally talk to people about what I did. And the main character is like, I have to go deal with rabbits. <laughs> I must yeah. leave. <laughs> I know, once again, just like blows off this vulnerable person. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just in case anyone's wondering, the reason it's called the lobster is because when you come into the hotel, you have to choose which animal you want to be before you ever like start. And David decides he wants to be a lobster. And I can't actually, Dave, I don't know if you have that quote. I thought that was actually very insightful, what he said. Um, Why he chose the lobster. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see. The movie has Because the lobsters live for over 100. Sorry, Yeah, yeah, it's, I was just reading it. So I was like, I know it's here somewhere. It's like, because the lobster lives over 100 years, are blue-blooded like aristocrats. Also stay fertile their whole lives. I also like to see very much. <laughs> you know, part of me, and I told Elizabeth this, part of me wonders if the reason he chose that was like those are defi- deficiencies in himself or why his wife the left fertility. him. fertility. Yeah. Because mm. like, like, his she, wife yeah. left him. She didn't die. Yeah, they never really say why she left. So yeah. I'm wondering if that's like a little window into maybe why. Yeah. But I didn't feel necessarily like those themes came up after that. Mm-mm. Like the, the reasons he gave for being a lobster. And he never was turned into a lobster. So, Spoilers. As far as we know, he <laughs> could have backed yeah. out. He could have. Yeah. He could have gone back. Yeah. That's, I, that would be a fun conversation. I, can I come back? Yeah. Just, just turn me. Yeah. Dude, after, after watching Stinkin' the second day, I was like, just turn me to an animal already. <laughs> I know. Like, oh I feel God. like I would be doing better in life as an animal, thanks. Yeah, seriously. I don't have my hand handcuffed behind my back. Like, oh. All I can think of is, like, dude, he's having that much trouble just taking off his pants hey, in yes. peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if you gotta go? Yeah. Like, but like, that's seriously. why you need a partner. Right. <laughs> that's, that was to their, uh, their catch line. Yeah. That was the point. You, all y'all here with your couples always talking about how good <laughs> I mean, Elizabeth helps me all the time. It's, I can't. She's literally nope. a lifesaver. Nope. <laughs> no, half the time John chokes, I don't even know. So, you know, he's going to die one day and I won't know it. And her mind is like, eh, it's one of the dogs or John. It's 33.33333%. It's only a third. That's not that much. Okay, here's my here's my question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Did they actually murder a donkey in the first two seconds of the movie? Or did they manage to train a donkey to fall over like it looked like it died? I, I think given that, well. that it was 2015, <laughs> I think they must have done a clever cut to push uh, a dummy over. Mm. Yeah, they had to have. That was so seamless. And the fact that the other live donkey like walked over to see what happened. Like mm-hmm. there was like a like donkeys are curious. Like the fact that the donkey came over, I was like, that looked like they actually killed a donkey. <laughs> My other guess is uh, the thing that like I, 
I like animals. So I was trying to say like how they how they would have done this. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, they probably put oats over the dummy donkey. Oh, to make the donkey mm, walk over. over. Yeah. 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 That's true. Because I've uh, volunteered at an animal rescue farm. Yeah. And they had like, I think it was donkeys. And I remember they were walking me through. They're like, yeah, this is all the Xanax they have to take because they have terrible anxiety. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And then uh, I was walking by cleaning the pen and one of them was standing by the food bin and staring at me. I was to the caretaker. I was like, do I have to feed her? She's like, oh, no, she doesn't recognize you. So she thinks she can trick you and pretend she's starving. Ignore her. She's on a strict diet. So (laughs) very food motivated. That's funny. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very well pieced together. I was very concerned for a second. <laughs> <laughs> right, I was like, "Light is tail a doggy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. My one question is, what um, what animal did he turn the cold hearted woman into? What do you think? That uh, that fish that they pull up from the oh my gosh, the sun's out. Yeah, yeah the I was sun's gonna right say, I couldn't tell if you were frozen <laughs> or like, no. I was God. reading, I was reading. Uh, whatever. We we don't have much longer. I remember there, was, there being a camel in the background. There was the a peacock camel, in the background. Peacock. There were dogs. Well, like John C. Riley was like disgusted by the choice when he taught. When, like when he confronted him, he was like, "What you did to that woman was terrible." And then he defended himself, saying, like, I would have done, like, you know, I would have done that to anybody who, you know, impact, you know, hurt you or whatever. But, like, it sounded like it was, like, revolting, whatever he did. uh, Real quick, uh, from a quick uh, Google search, it looks like it was done by CGI. They filmed the donkey with the fake shot, and then they switched the plate out pretty much for the... Yeah, yeah. Copy mm-hmm. and paste it over it. So, no, which it's interesting because one of the things I was reading was um, John C. Riley was on a film earlier that um, another Swedish film where they did kill a donkey on camera. What? Oh my God. And he was so revolted he left the shoot. Yeah, I think I would too. That's horrifying. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a fact to kind yeah. of go on. <laughs> so um, we can all rest easy. <laughs> I I like to think she was turned into one of those. I think they're called like globfish. They have like human faces <laughs> and they pull from the bottom of the sea. And then they like explode if they're not at the bottom of the sea because they're like high pressure <laughs> animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. I, I guess know. they do make a comment that they say that. If anything's endangered, it's because people don't choose us as animals, which yeah, I thought was funny. That was really interesting to me. Yeah, and then they talked about how if you lie about getting into a partnership, you get turned into like the worst things possible. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he made her some kind of like fly or something, something that has to eat gross stuff all the time. Right. <laughs> or, or maybe something like without. A... Okay. Or I was gonna say something with like a short lifespan or. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Or something that's just useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, what is, like, the worst, like, in this society? That's that's what you have to consider. In this society where it's normal for humans to become animals, like, what would be considered the worst creature to be? I don't know. Yeah. I guess yeah, it would I, just be some animal. 
<laughs> turned back into a human. I turned uh, it into a baby. Gross. <laughs> I would imagine it would be something that they consider doesn't get pleasure out of life because when they talk mm. to the girl about her final day, they're like, don't ask to go for a walk in the park. You can do that again. Don't yeah. ask to like sleep with someone because you're probably going to do that again as whatever animal you end up being. Mm. That's true. Yeah. I did like that she picked a pony with the same hair as her, though. Yeah. I know. That's <laughs> yeah. I did like that she slapped her friend in the face for that letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was another. Make your other moment. nostril bleed. Yeah. That was just such an. That was another moment of like true humanity. I felt right, like mm-hmm. that moment of like, f you, like you are gonna stay alive, and here I am, like dying, like don't pretend, like this is a happy like ceremony you know like well and she essentially she slaps her right after she right after she essentially says i'm gonna go to the city and make replacement friends yeah 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 yeah. they just won't be as good as you are yeah Yeah. (laughs) the other time i thought like a slap was interesting was again on the boat during the raid when david is trying to blow up their relationship and the wife slaps him, which like, makes okay. me think that, like, she knew the whole thing was a farce. Mm. And was playing along with the lie so that they could get out. Uh, yeah, I imagine so. I mean, mm-hmm. they got a kid within two weeks, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to help sure. with their arguing. That's true. They weren't doing so hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because, like, her first interaction is that she knows how to get blood out of yeah clothing like everything that's everything which makes sense for what her and what, what she's yeah yeah uh and it's like part of me wonders if like after the first couple days like she went to go wash the blood out of the his shirt the blood that when he started faking it was like uh and it wasn't right. blood yeah wait yeah. a second yeah yeah because he started so. using like ketchup and like something about tea or something i don't remember all the things that they said yeah. but yeah in the end what? Interesting. The, uh, the one more thing about that we we kind of glossed over. It cracked me up when David and this and the the cold-hearted woman were walking, and they're like, "Oh, we see that you got a mate. We have a child. Isn't that cool?" And he, they're like, "I hate children." Poof, kicks her in the over. Now you live like, ah. like your dad. Yeah, now you live like your dad, loser. <laughs> I was like, I just, oh my goodness, I just started busting up laughing. That was pretty funny. That was yeah. Good. It is also, like, funny in a sad way that the daughter gave her mom a knife. Kill him! Kill him, mom! Yeah, that was so surprising. Because I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to imagine, where do these kids live? Like, I don't... I wasn't clear if they keep the kid or, like, if they give them back when they go back to the city. (laughs) It's a renter. Yeah, Yeah, they're just kids that live in the hotel and are, like... A relational aid. Yeah. Maybe it's um it's animals that were left behind. And they're like, here, we'll make you into a human with people who have to love you. Right. Jeez, or maybe they're like orphans awesome. whose parents died and so they like go to the hotel until they're adopted. Adults. Or adults. Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah, like so I many was... questions of this like the lore, the deeper lore of this movie of this I wanted world. to know. Yeah. yeah. This would be a fun Cthulhu campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, I, the question I had for everybody: uh, What animal would you be? Oh, I would be a tiger. In this world, yeah. 
you would also be a tiger or no, just yeah no, just it um, makes sense like i'm just saying like yeah it makes sense why you would be a tiger i mean there actually weren't any tigers animals so well you also you could survive like right. pretty long i think as a tiger <laughs> yeah how come there wasn't like life of pie tigers in, in the course? that would have been awesome <laughs> yeah yeah, you had like wolves and dogs. Probably oh because the tiger would have been too expensive for their budget. I just realized I was about to spoil Life of Pi. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was about she to say something like, "No, nope. Life of Pi." At this point, um, hmm? who doesn't know Life of Pi? Never, I say, never, who doesn't know? I mean, it's been around for forever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did not commit to spoiling that movie. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right, <laughs> I don't know what I would be. The first thing that comes to mind is some sort of like flying creature. I know they say in there that it's stupid to be a bird. Like the um, John C. Riley's character wants to be a parrot, but well, he yeah. bullied him because he has a lisp, which yeah, is like, really mean. That's so mean. <laughs> That's a good line. Though. But I feel like after living in a society like that, I would just want to leave. You know, like like I wouldn't want to. St- because essentially you become an animal and then you just go to the woods. So like your life isn't that much different. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think I would want to be some sort of bird, maybe an Eagle. And then I could like go and explore and like live my animal Eagle life away Mm. from this terrible society. Yeah. I was between a flying creature or a water creature. Yeah. I didn't decide which one would be better. Uh, the only thing for me as far as like birds of prey i have rabbits and i don't want that to be my mm. diet so <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> Get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so probably i think and then there's also the tricky thing because they also bully the main character for his lobster pick because they're like oh someone's gonna put you in a pot and boil you up and eat you right. i was like being a fish with no thoughts and no like major hunt drive sounds nice but also a lot of things eat fish mm-hmm. i yeah. think i'm still fine with a fish you'd be a, you a blue be whale. bigger fish a blue whale. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could be some kind of whale. Or they shark. never say that you have Octopus. to be something smaller. Octopuses are intelligent. So. I know that does mm. confuse me a little bit about like the choices of animals. It makes it seem like you could be any animal, but that seems like practically challenging. Like, <laughs> like imagine physiologically like a blue whale. wise. <laughs> yeah, like that's a huge creature. Like, where are we putting this thing? And like, how... they did say, yeah, they say they get rid of all of your organs. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how sounds... much of you is even in right. Your is eyes? it just like a consciousness like implant or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Am I? Do I have my memories as an eagle? Or like you were saying, like, do I have the consciousness of that animal? Right? Because, like, there is something to, like, not worrying about things. Like, if you're a dumb animal and you're just, like, going on instinct, like, that's probably, as an anxious person myself, like, that doesn't sound terrible. That's fine. Oh, manatee. I'd be a manatee. <gasps> that there would you be. Go. That's yeah. A that's one. a good one. Yeah. They don't really get hunted. They don't have to hunt. They're yep. just. And they get to they stay in, like, warm water, which just mm-hmm. sounds lovely. Yeah. Might not survive in. Where is this, like. Yeah, I have no idea. The UK, yeah, but <laughs> in this cold area. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good point. Good All right, Dave, what about you? I was trying to find what the most annoying animal yes. was. Oh my god, mm. <laughs> that could be a parrot. Could yeah. Be. Yeah, birds are annoying to keep. But if I if I had to go off, I don't know. I want to be. Dog. <laughs> I can yes. speak to that. They're real annoying. <laughs> 
I think, I don't know. I'm torn between two things. One, I want to be one of those fat bears that people just throw food at and just waves at you. Mm. I think that'd be fun because then I get free food. The uh, one guy's mom did end up in a zoo. A zoo. I was going to say, yeah. you have to be a zoo bear. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, mainly because I can't find anything more annoying. But uh, Yeah, being I an think... animal that ended up in a zoo wouldn't be a bad life either, I don't think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say... Probably either that. If I had the, I don't know, a bear would be fun, but I also like owls. So mm. I think being an owl would be fun because mm. then I get to sleep. <laughs> owls well, are cool, and yeah. I think owls are like right there in the center. That they're like, they're not giant birds of prey, but they're also they don't have a lot of predators. They mm-hmm. are the predator. I I think I know they had like why would you want to be like for John C Riley like you're you have a lisp why would you be a bird that can talk? <laughs> I just think it'd be a if I was a bird and had any form of remnants of myself, you know I'd be aiming for people just like <laughs> I'm gonna find oh, what's the, the worst one? berries and just make sure. Boop. <laughs> There's the one bird that attacks people when they get close to where they live. Is it magpies or something? Oh, magpies like that? are, I think, Maybe. They're nasty. Yeah. Uh, I, those, I don't want to attack them. I just want to. What are those big them. birds? Oh, okay. <laughs> like ostriches, but will, like, are nasty. Oh, the emus? emus? Is it emus? The ones that I mean, look like ostriches raptors? are nasty. Oh, uh, there's cassowaries or something like that. The ones that have, like, the red um, thing on their head. Mm hmm. I don't know. I, I would so. just I would just ask, what is the most annoying? And <laughs> that's that's what I would want to be. You'd have to do some research before you got into the they will, they will leave it up to them. Just make me yeah. something annoying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seems so oh, risky. Man. I want to be the Chimera from Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and I was thinking about that. I was like, do fantasy creatures, like, is that acceptable? <laughs> I want to be a dragon. <laughs> well, we got to honor it. <laughs> We're bringing reminds... dinosaurs back, guys, because everyone's going to ask to be a dinosaur. It's, it's the prequel to Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park yeah. <laughs> That's why they keep attacking all the humans. It's because they were once human. <laughs> I like but, the floor. Uh, it just the the chimera con- comment reminded me of uh oh, i was streaming with somebody and they said something the lines of like they were they brought up full metal alchemist and they're like yeah i never watched it or anything and i was like hey the best character uh is a dog named nina and they're like i don't know what you just said but my whole chat is cursing you out right now I was like, you just have to watch. But anyway, um, that brings us to the end of The Lobster. Uh, it was an experience. <laughs> yeah. Final question. Uh, would you guys recommend this to anybody? Anyone that thinks like Elizabeth. If you think like me, then no. Because <laughs> if you if you are the type of person who like feels everyone's emotions and you're looking for like, a relaxing restful movie don't watch this you will be uncomfortable for the entire time sorry now my son is being weird um but it was it was super fascinating and interesting and the other side of me that really likes to think about things and like like really enjoys dissecting people's psychology fantastic loved that part of it but incredibly well done in terms of making you feel sick to your stomach most of the movie so yeah 
you said you like feeling the emotion. What what does I don't like feeling. I do like, feel what emotions. tangible feeling does joy have? What is the temperature? Uh, do you really want to have this conversation? I can answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a therapist, so I have lots of words for that. <laughs> record a whole other podcast we can we can talk about how it feels in your stomach and in your chest and in your (laughs) hands like if you really want to i can go into that nah we're over time (laughs) (laughs) i think i I would recommend it with the like the modifier of like do you like you know kind of high concept ambiguous you know kind of type movies if so then yeah this is right up your alley if you want, if you want a very clear plot with like all of everything spelled out, then you will not enjoy this movie. Yeah, and I do think also like there are there is there should be content warnings, right? Like I think sometimes that's really hard for people if they've if they have certain trauma in their lives or if they've experienced certain things, right? Like there is a pretty like significant um, like suicide conversation. There's like the whole like cruelty to animals thing, like there there are some content topics that can be upsetting to people and so i think just like knowing that going into it so that you're as a watcher not putting yourself in a place where you're gonna like trigger yourself Mm -hmm. um and then just like not enjoy the experience for what it is all right i just had the realization that the society is built by the boomers at a church that just want to see all the young kids get married Mm -hmm. just and it's like if you're not married what use are you (laughs) anyway um i say show your kids (laughs) okay don't listen to that (laughs) no for uh i do think it's a good movie i I would agree with what john was saying it's uh, definitely like definitely content warnings do a little reading uh like if you're gonna this is one of those movies that I would recommend uh, if you're going to tell people, like, hey, here's these things. You might just want to read a review or something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as a movie and, like, for, for this, this wow, I can't, my brain erased the word, but the way they shoot it, the pacing, the storytelling, I really enjoyed. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. I think it it is a very well shot movie. Agreed. But once again, do a little research to make sure that you everything you, you ain't gonna come out worse. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Hop. Yeah, I guess yeah that leaves me. Um, I feel like I have a category of media that I put in where I say I really enjoy a piece of work and I have no one to recommend it to. And I think The Lobster is one of those. Mm. Like, it's kind of like I read a lot of literary fiction as well. So kind of The Lobster and the way that it goes about examining society and people is what I like to read about. Mm -hmm. But because it's such... It's such a subject that is, like you guys say, it's really uncomfortable there are going to be moments that are really hard to stomach. It's like, I don't know who I can go to and be like, I think it's safe for you to watch. Because it's really hard to say if this one's like a safe thing to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a book I just finished is about the concept of what if prison sy- systems used murder games? And it's like, I loved it 
a great book, but I don't know who to recommend it to because yeah. it's like yeah. it has a lot of really heavy themes that I'm like important, but yeah. is it safe for you to read it at this moment? I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I can't ever yeah. be the judge of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And I think it's one of those movies that like this movie works really great on a podcast because there's such deep themes there to talk about. But in some ways to watch this movie on your own and like not have, like to me, if I were to just like watch this movie by myself, I think I would have gone crazy because like it it's almost like a, a piece of art. Like I know all movies are art, but like there, there are certain to me, there are certain like movies that are more art in some ways, like more high art maybe. Mm-hmm. And like this felt like it fell in that category. And it, to me, almost like, deserves or needs to be like discussed and processed and so like what makes for me these types of media safer is to be able to have a person which is kind of funny based on the themes of this movie that like to watch (laughs) the movie alone would have been not as safe for me emotionally but to watch it like knowing that I can like process it and talk about it and get perspective from it is what makes it feel safe and so like this to me feels like a movie that I wouldn't recommend to someone just to like, hey, you need a Saturday afternoon like chill movie? Nah, nah. Yeah. But like, if we're gonna <laughs> like sit it. down and like, <laughs> <laughs> then maybe, you know, because then you can like process it together. Um, but yeah, that's, a, I love that like, like what you said, Hop, about like having this category of media that's like so good and so like rich, but like, how do you share that with, with, other people like it almost has to be like a shared experience rather than just like go and do this on your own kind of thing i don't know i say just throw people in the deep end just have fun (laughs) i know that is your style dave (laughs) i understand nah i do send out warnings mainly to hop because we end up watching the same movies every week (laughs) i know he did message me he's like have you seen this before and i was like years ago so i don't remember every detail he's like okay i just wanted to warn you because i mean we like he says we discuss a lot of things Mm -hmm. so i have like i think i have like two or three warnings that i have going into one of the apps i have before i go into books to see if they're graphic or not yeah uh one of them is animal cruelty slash animal death yeah and then the other one is like sexual assault so like I think be- in the context of this movie, I understand why they did it. I don't think they had to show yeah. the- what happened, yeah. but mm-hmm. I was like, at least it is within the plot because I love horror, but the genre is very uh, loosey-goosey, yeah. I think is an important scene. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. What are you talking about? This is a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that is it for this episode thank you everyone for watching listening yeah i don't know breaking certain societal rules while watching this we we'll find a toaster for you um no no thank you Mm-mm. I hope no one was doing that while they were listening to this. Yeah, it's after very I said it, after I said yeah. that as like a joke, and I was like, okay, "Guys, stop looking at me." I know, it was simple, <laughs> but come on. Anyway, uh, as we mentioned earlier, next episode is going to be past lives. Um, just to finish our little trifecta of of uh, romantic movies for, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> nice. 
Um, Anti-romantic movies. Hey, like. you stop spoiling the next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. You're I thought I knew that. what Past Lives was about, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is not the best one to come out during this holiday, but that's yeah. fine. Hey. I knew what the lobster was, so. Yeah. Do you like prolonged eye contact? Oh, no. Mm-mm. All right. That's, have fun with that. <laughs> that's super uncomfortable. Yeah. It, the, the lobster in Past Lives... I feel, and the ghost story all have their own different awkwardness. One didn't really have much of anything, and the other one was, we're comfortable in our silence, and you should too. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, that is it. If you guys have your own thoughts about a lob- the lobster or what you what animal you would like to be, let us know, and wherever. I can't think of anything else right now. All I'm thinking about is I have to make rice. So. important. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, so thanks and talk to y'all later. Or whatever. See ya. Bye.